Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Here tonight, it's Ian. Aria. And, and Mark. There he is. We also have Mark uh, from somewhere far, far away. But he's with us here. I mean, I think it was earlier today, There, were, the Republicans were patting themselves on the back for voting unanimously, apparently, with uh, regards to this bill that would uh, allegedly it would get rid of the 87,000 IRS agents, which you probably heard something about. Some I do point. remember the IRS hiring, you know, enough agents to fill a football stadium. I don't know if they ever actually got around to do the hiring, but purportedly okay. they were authorized to do that. And now the Republicans have voted again unanimously to get rid of that. So therefore, is that you breathing, Mark, by the way? Or is it, somebody's breathing into the microphone. I can't it could very well right. be me. I sort of ran in. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Um, anyway. I'm not overly close to the mic, though, so I don't I Yeah, don't it's hard to it tell. Is. Um, all right. So uh, anyway, so the, the proposal would be they would be getting rid of the 87,000 IRS agents, and they're patting themselves on the back. And of course, the thing I said to that was this is just – it's just the Republicans pandering for votes. You know, it's yeah, just absolutely. Them. They'll never do this. Well, because even though they voted for it, Biden would still have to sign the bill. Right. So like that's never going to happen. They know it's never going to happen, but they want to be able to say this. It's like, well, well, we tried. You know, we we did what we could. We voted for this and it's not going to go any further. I don't think politicians even have enough courage to vote symbolically on things, as we saw with the secession amendment here in New Hampshire, which we knew wouldn't pass. The Republicans knew it wouldn't pass and the Democrats knew it wouldn't pass. Almost none of them actually had the courage to symbolically vote yes on the bill well that's because they they believe and probably rightly so at this point that secession or or peaceful independence for new hampshire is not exactly a popular issue and from what the polls are showing it's not exactly a popular issue it's about a third of uh, the population of new hampshire's is in support of that so uh you know that may have been the the right political choice to uh to do but in regards to what's happening at the national level um you know, there's no there's no harm for them politically to vote to abolish those eighty seven thousand uh, IRS agents. It's, it's meaningless. I thought it was ultimately. going further. I thought they were voting to abolish the IRS entirely. Well, and that's the story that I just came across a little bit earlier. Here is that according to FoxNews.com, they are going to be voting on a bill that would abolish the IRS and eliminate the income tax. Now, of course, when I heard about that, I thought, well, I've got to take I've got to see more. What is what is this bill uh, to which that they are referring? And it's the Fair Tax Act. Remember that, Mark? Oh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm kind of a fan. I mean, I'm not the the greatest fan, but um, it seems in many ways far less complicated than the IRS system that we currently have. I am not familiar with the fair tax. So fill me in, Mark. Oh, um, absolutely. So the fair tax is basically a national sales tax. Um, Don't we have one of those? No. Oh. No, No, there is no national sales sales tax. tax. There's no national sale tax. Um, But the idea is is that they would get rid of the income tax. And this would be an important aspect of this to me, is they would get rid of the income tax that currently exists and replace it with a national sales tax. Now, uh, what that rate would be is uh, kind of up in the air. Another, I think, benefit, if you will, or you know, perk to this particular setup 
is it is going to hurt every time you buy something, right? Whereas with the IRS, it's like they take the money out of your paycheck. You don't really, you know, it's there, but do you really notice it every time? You just, you, you're looking at the check, the amount on the check. A lot of people probably don't look at the, the taxes and it's already gone. Right. So then at the end of the year, when people file for the taxes, they're getting maybe a refund. And then so that they get that extra check or whatever to get some of the money back, that kind of thing. But with the uh, sales tax, with this national sales tax, presumably this is not going to be built into the price of the products. It's going to be something added at the register. So you go and you buy that, you know, flat screen TV for 200 bucks and then they come in with. 20% 20% on top for the federal government's tax, you're going to notice every single time that you buy something at the register that you're paying for this federal government behemoth and all its ridiculous programs every time you buy. So from that perspective, it makes the spending, it makes the existence of the, the federal government, I think, a little bit more obvious and a little more in your face to the average person for whatever that could result in as far as you know people being upset with them. Sadly, that's one of the reasons I think we would never see it. It, it yes. would be it yeah. would be too easy for someone to say, "Okay, well, then I'm going to buy this from China online or from Canada or insert foreign country here and just get it shipped here." Like if you're buying a $500 television and there's a 23% tax on it, I can't do the math real quick on my head. What, roughly $100. So let's say it's $100 mm-hmm. in taxes. How much is international shipping really going to be? On this television, at a certain point or a certain dollar amount, it's, it's going to be it cheaper to, to yeah. just get it shipped internationally. Well, I have done some international shipping, and usually it's weeks, not days, for, to receive what it is that you're getting. Um, there may be a savings, and there is a savings, but it uh, depends on how much you're willing to wait for it. And I think a lot of Americans wouldn't be willing to wait uh, for 23%. But I don't I know. Think the, the, Wish the thing is very the, popular. That the um, economists are probably going to think about on this is the velocity of money. As you've said, rightly so, uh, this disincentivizes spending. And thrift is a superpower in an inflationary economy. If you keep, you know, you don't spend money, you, you save money in an economy like we have, you're, you know, you're in control of your life in a way that other people simply are not. If you're spending to your paycheck right now, you're their surf. You belong to the system. You're their pawn. Um, whereas if you're saving your money, you can take control of your life over time. And that's a pretty powerful thing. So I think that that for that very reason that the system incentivizes thrift, uh, that excuse me, that the, uh, the a sales tax would incentivize thrift as opposed to an income tax, which incentivizes, um, well, not reporting income. <laughs> So you do not have to be a member of the House in order to be the Speaker of the House. Oh, okay. They could have voted. They could have voted you in. Uh, <laughs> that's un, as unlikely as that might be. Yeah. So huh. therefore, it's a politician taking a bureaucrat's job. Oh, okay. Okay. Mark, you said I was that. right, but I was right on accident. I did not know any of those things. I just was accidentally right but yeah being accidentally right is it still it counts uh, hand grenades right it was a lot of hullabaloo over who's going to be the top thug at the uh the house of representatives basically was what it all came down to so 
you know, whoever it is, it's going to be a scumbag. You know that. Oh yeah. I mean, that's that's to me why. Well, I, that's the job requirement. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but the, and, but there was a bunch of. You know, I guess statements about how these people that were the holdouts, right? Because there weren't enough. What happened was there weren't enough Republicans to vote for this guy to get him in. There was about twenty Republicans who weren't voting for him, and they needed like eighteen of the twenty or something to actually vote for him to get him in. And so he had to start playing, you know, politics with these people to cut deals uh, to get their oh, get, get them to switch their votes, and apparently. This was one of the deals, according to Fox News, the vote on the Fair Tax Act was made as part of the deal between Kevin McCarthy, the new House Speaker, and the members of the so-called House Freedom Caucus, and was pushed forward in his quest for the gavel last week. The guy who sponsored the bill, his name is Buddy Carter, he's from Georgia, and uh, he said that, quote, instead of adding 87,000 new agents to weaponize the IRS against small business owners and middle America, as though that wasn't already happening before the 87,000 agents, he says further, this bill will eliminate the need for the department entirely by simplifying the tax code with provisions that work for the American people and encourage growth and innovation. Well, no, it won't get rid of the division entirely. I mean, think about uh, places like Florida um, and any other state that has a sales tax. Somebody has to take that money in. Now, it won't be nearly as many bureaucrats because the the whole, you know, the IRS system is just incredibly insane and difficult to understand. But it there will need to be bureaucrats. Um, well, certainly. Well, I think you don't what, need to hire 80,000 of them, though. I think the bill specifies the elimination of the IRS. I'd have to pull it back up. I had it up earlier. But that doesn't mean the Department of the Treasury will be eliminated, so they will have the bureaucracy. There. Yeah, they'll just create some – I mean, okay, great. It sounds wonderful that they're going to abolish the IRS, but realistically, as Mark pointed out, they're going to have to have someone – Who's keeping track of all of this and adding it all together and sending it to the appropriate places? And And they'll need their enforcement department to make sure that the businesses are collecting the 23% or whatever. So you may not call it the IRS, but call it the, you know, the RSI or whatever, Mm -hmm. the the Revenue Service uh, Internet, I don't know. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. RD, the Revenue Division, whatever they call it, it's going to have the same buildings, the same furniture. The same people, because you can't just fire all these employees. I mean, this is a ridiculous bit of uh, fan- leprechauns and and pots of gold here. That's crazy stuff. You're going to keep most of those people because you simply can't fire a government bureaucrat. But um, you can let them go through attrition, which has been what's happening through the IRS currently. I don't see any reason to to change the uh, the emblem and the logo on every form that's out there, but somebody may feel the need to do that. If they'd want to change the name of the IRS to something else, uh, I mean, it's only going to fool the the most uh, foolish. Yeah, but it will fool someone. Representative <laughs> Jeff Duncan, who's from South Carolina, said, "As a former small business owner, I understand the necessary, unnecessary rather bur- burden our failing income sa- tax system has on Americans. The Fair Tax Act eliminates the tax code, replaces the income tax with a sales tax, and abolishes the abusive Internal Revenue Services. If enacted, this will invigorate the American taxpayer." And help more Americans achieve the American dream. I mean, this is definitely something that I think is going to get, if it gets some publicity, it's going to get some people 
behind it. It's going to get some. Uh, it'll. It's going to win points for the uh, for the Republicans. I would say it, and they should win points for this one more so than just trying to undo and failing the eighty seven thousand IRS agents to actually say they're going to abolish the IRS would be an amazing success. But again, it would have to get through Joe Biden. Well, not that. <laughs> You know, not that they'll listen, but I I think I know how we could sell this or how Republicans could sell this idea to Democrats, hmm, right? How's that? They don't like it when the ultra-rich don't pay their fair share. That's mm-hmm. that's the terminology they use. That's not my terminology. That's true. And the the IRS code is used by those people to uh, get right. around certain but things. But there's no avoiding paying a sales tax. That's no. true. Major Payne, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. As far as this, all this taxation... BS. Um, I'm a property owner, and when I get my tax bill, I pay for all kinds of crap I shouldn't have to pay for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll agree to have the roads cleared and potholes sure. fixed and yada yada yada. But uh, when you start charging me for the local university that's rotting our children's minds, and, and I gotta pay uh, twenty bucks or something. Every quarter, every year, why why am I paying a hundred dollars for brain rot? For what? what? Is, as far brain as rot. Say, okay. Brain rot. Yes. They're they're teaching our children to be idiots. Mm-hmm. That's true. So um, anyway. Oh damn it! I lost my bowl there for a second. I mean, that's certainly the issue with taxes, but but you know the the issue that I can see in regard to the whole conversation about taxes is that we have to sell Democrats mm-hmm. on these ideas, and from their point of view, the the education system doesn't rot the brains of the kids, and and they don't care if you're being forced to pay for something you don't agree with. So if you if you don't support the education system, they don't care. That you're being robbed and forced to pay for it against your will. They they literally don't. Yeah, this isn't well, the time to talk about in. the differences. <laughs> this will tie into something I, I called in and told Ian about. But first I want to... I've always tried to fly under the radar. Mm-hmm. Not pay taxes. This okay? makes that harder. As far as Social Security, I, I filed for it. I'm getting uh, $344. And they told me I'm going to get a 10% increase here in a recent letter. So I'm going to get $374 or some such thing. Congrats. Don't spend it all in one place. Well, presumably, by the no, way, since no, you mentioned I'm, Social Security, since that's another item on the, you know, when you get a paycheck, it's it's a separate line, if I recall correctly. Well, Mark, uh, Mark, Mark, brought, Mark brought up that the rich were going to actually have to pay their fair share. And what I'm thinking is with the people that got to spend their paycheck every week, are going to get hit harder than anybody else because you're already scraping the bottom of the barrel. Well, in theory, you would be getting paid more, right? Because the paychecks would be higher, given that they're not taking out a with you know a withholding for the IRS on that. Now, they will probably still continue so to take people. out Social Security. There are so many people that live on credit cards, mm-hmm. and, and and right before, I mean, especially let's look at Christmas. You go out and blow. that you don't have. Just thinking you're going to get that refund from the IRS. Oh, the hot biscuit. And all that time you're paying, especially if something screws up and you miss a payment, 
bang, you go to that 23% interest rate, man, it, that's the devil's well. Is You're making a good point here, Major, and that is that Americans aren't particularly good with money. And a lot of them are living uh, not only paycheck to paycheck, but also in debt, into credit card debt, making minimum payments, which means they'll never dig out of that uh, that debt trap. And so you're saying that's just going to get worse when they're now, you know, spending more on the purchases that they make. Yep. Right. I don't know if so it'll get worse because, they'll, in theory, they'll have income. And I, I know the government's not good at this. If they say it will balance it out, it won't. I mean, they'll say, okay, yes, you'll get 23% more of your income, though. So it'll balance out. But we all know, realistically, it won't. According to the New York Post, it is Seattle's public school district suing some of the biggest social media companies, saying they need to pay up for poisoning kids' brains, which is, of course, exactly what the government schools are doing. Uh, But they're going up against uh, the big ones like uh, TikTok and YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Snapchat, the youth, uh, school district argues the apps worsen a growing youth mental health crisis, interfering with teachers' ability to do their jobs and providing grounds for the suit. Quote, defendants have successfully exploited the vulnerable brains of youth, hooking tens of millions of students across the country into positive feedback loops of excessive use and abuse of defendants' social media platforms. I mean, those are all true statements. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah. I agree that there are true statements. The The difference with school is, is it's uh, mandatory compliance. Um, you've got to do it or bad things happen, right? Whereas social media is designed more like drugs. You want to do it. You know, mm-hmm. the one thing that dopamine loves is more dopamine. And so it feeds this and they're just designed. I mean, I've been I've caught myself many a time just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Oh, oh, yeah. like a puppy, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And. I mean, I'm sure that the same thing happens to kids. So, I mean, to me, this is pot and kettle, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just both calling each other black. And that doesn't make any sense. Um, ultimately, this is, uh, I mean, m- most of the stuff I learned in school is useless. I mean, algebra, not to mm-hmm. say it's useless. It's useless to me. Right. Right. I have not, uh, you know, used the Pythagorean theorem. I haven't figured out a sine, a cosine, or a tangent mm-hmm. in a decade at the very least. I couldn't tell you how. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I can, I can tell you because I learned a song in trigonometry <laughs> class, uh, sine, cosine, and tangent, op over hype, edge over hype, op over edge. Oh, anyway. my goodness. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, but do you remember what op, edge, and hype stand yep. for? Right. Op, opposite. Um, so it's adjacent. The, yeah, adjacent and oh, wow. uh, hypotenuse. All right. right. Good for you, man. Yeah. yeah that, that's so completely you, gone. That's what me. I got out I of mean, it. I mean, yeah. Unless you're, you know, a physicist or a math teacher, you don't really have any use for trigonometry in one's day to day life. Mm-hmm. Maybe a programmer or something. Right. Uh, One of the engineer. things. I watched my nephew when I visited him for his Christmas uh, a year ago, whenever it was, and I went down there. He spent a lot of time watching TikTok on his television. Strangely enough, I didn't even, it never even occurred to me that someone could do that, but obviously. And he watched a lot of, uh, obviously every video on TikTok is pretty short. Some of them are as short as 10 seconds. Some of them are a couple of minutes. I think they have a 10 minute cap until you reach a certain requirement. So the vast majority of videos on TikTok are under 10 minutes. And as I was sitting there doing something with him and TikTok was playing in the background, 
a shocking amount of the content that he was consuming was educational. Like stuff about dung beetles and mice and rhinoceroses and very much into animals, obviously. But it was Mm -hmm. educational material that he was consuming. It wasn't brain rot at all. I think that if you were to go up to the average Democrat, like there was the anti-free state rally here in Keene. I think if you were to go up to the average person there and ask them, I don't think any of them would would say or even or, or even believe that the reason they support the public education system is so that they can effectively brainwash people's kids and get them to believe the things that they want the kids to believe. I think they I genuinely... I think if you went and asked them the opposing question, Aria, why don't you want people to homeschool their kids? That you would get a lot of answers like, well, they're the Unabomber. Um, you know, they're crazy Christians. I think they do. And I've heard them say it over and over again. Well, we can speculate what we've heard people say. You know, uh, I've heard people say it's exactly the opposite. If I've heard it. <laughs> right. But okay. The well, people he, who want to get rid of home. He says, she said is meaningless to this, to this discussion. I don't think people well, are that people evil. Get rid of, why do you want, why do people want to get rid of homeschooling if it's not for that reason? They don't want to get rid of homeschooling. Some do. But they do. There are plenty of people who do. There are plenty of people out there, a percentage of the population, and I don't know what that percentage is, but there's a percentage of the population that would absolutely tell you that it is child abuse to homeschool your kids the teachers union. yeah some mark i mean we, we can point to people who say those are the ones child- i'm talking about okay that's not most people right i'm not saying that most democrats want that but the um well the, i literally you're literally arguing with the point when i said i think if you asked most people they weren't this. that evil no government school is for this most people don't think Okay, they feel. Then why did you argue with me when I made this point that most people wouldn't be that evil about it? um, Because if you go, are the uh, the Germans that put up with uh, Jewish internment camps evil? They were told that it was good and they were told that it was acceptable. They were told it was the law and they were told they were going to comply and they were evil. It's always straight so to Nazis, Mark. That isn't my question. I said it most is always people, straight to Nazis, but the, yes. you know, argumentum ad. Uh, my point was very is, simple. Most people do not support government schools because they want to brainwash your kids. Most people think it's making your kids more intelligent. If you asked any Democrat on the streets or any Republican on the streets why they support government schools, they would say, "Well, because it's making kids more educated, it's educating them and you know, well, they teaching would also them say stuff. it's helping uh, poor people get an yeah. education." And almost none of them would say, "Because I don't trust you to not turn your kid into the Unabomber." If you tell them that, uh, well, how about government subsidies to send kids to private schools which already have a better education? Are you for that? And and pretty soon they're going to be like, well, I don't have a good reason, but the teachers union and stuff. Yeah. And so we are seeing that play out here in New Hampshire right now, where the teachers union apparently is suing the state government for its education savings accounts programs, which are allowing parents to take the money that they've paid in taxes, right? Like they're already paying through the nose for property taxes here in New Hampshire, and they can get a few thousand bucks basically to do a homeschool, to do a private school, to do whatever sort of outside the system education that they want to for their kids. It's been a tremendously successful program, and because it's been so successful, 
the people that are uh, that are the, the left wing uh, state reps, for instance, they're on the attack against this, and now the teachers union is actually suing to try to overturn the program as so called unconstitutional because they want obviously primarily to protect their jobs. You know, the more people pull out from the government school system, the less needed are government school teachers. So that's the sure. number one reason. But when you listen to the things that they're saying, it's usually kind of more in the line of what Mark's suggesting here, and that is that well, you know, we just can't have people educating their own kids we're the experts we're the ones that know how to educate and we need to have a uniform education kind of thing. i would expect that from teachers uh ju- trying to justify the existence of their jobs but they're not it's different for saying you know we have to have a a group of people who are trained to educate to do it correctly it's very different to say that than it is to say we have to have this group of people otherwise you're going to raise your kids to be christian and hate drag queens we got jimmy on the line in missouri jimmy you're on free talk live go ahead yeah uh this whole uh fair tax is really a big old hornswaggle tell me about uh, it well honestly you could uh have about seven to $15 trillion worth of uh, tax revenue come in every year if you only taxed every transaction that happens in the U.S. by 1%. You said 7 to $15 trillion? Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah, because every single day, and this is from Biz- Business Insider, mm-hmm. every single day there's about 2 to $5 trillion that changes hands in the U.S. Really? Wow. Yep. Yeah, but... Yep. If you tra- if you tax every single transaction, a lot of those transactions are going to be taxed multiple times. Let me let me think about how to. Well, just to clarify, this convey. only would tax retail, so you wouldn't be uh, taxing wholesale. Uh, so those mon- money's moving, right? Like those. Trillions That's what of- I was going to bring yeah. up. I suspect these transactions that he's talking about includes wholesale, yeah. and they've got to. This is a value added tax, right? Go ahead, Jimmy. What? Yeah, yeah, and it, it would include all of it, services, yeah. wholesale, retail, all, all of it. But, I mean, if you think about it, it it'd be a lot less taxes that, you know, people would pay. I guess it would – I guess it kind of diffuse out there. But, no, not at uh, all. What you're, what you're suggesting yeah, is a value-added tax. I don't think that's what you're saying. You're not saying you uh, – are you saying that? Are you saying you would support the 1% tax at all levels, meaning wholesale – uh, you know, yes. product. Okay, I see. So that is yeah, what you're saying. That's 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 because that's a, you know, there's about two to five trillion dollars every single day that changes hands. I think the problem there, and I get where you're coming from, Jimmy, but I think the problem there is, and the problem with the value, so-called value-added tax, is you get a lot of this in uh, in Europe, for instance. They have the the so-called VAT value-added tax there. Uh, with the value-added tax, you're hiding the taxation. And I think there's a there's a problem when you know, so while it might raise the revenue, it might increase the revenue or whatever, which I don't want to see happen. I don't want the government to get more money. Uh, that is for sure. But uh, you don't want to hide the taxes from the end taxpayer. I'd much rather somebody get hit with a 20 percent tax at a retail cash register so they feel it. And they know that they're getting hit by the federal government rather than building it into the cost of the products from the wholesale level. Yeah, but building in one one percent—that—that's not much. <laughs> it's one percent repeatedly, though. So, like, yeah, it's one percent. Really, you, you're paying a dollar additional, uh, an additional dollar for every one hundred dollars you spend. Yes, but 
what was a one dollar pair of scissors initially might be a six dollar pair yeah, of scissors is now significantly more expensive. Uh, if you're talking about transactions, we're not just talking about um, things from the manufacturer to the middleman to the retailer. You're also talking yeah. about just banks moving money, and they move a tremendous amount of money. And currently, if I were mm-hmm. to move money from uh, my Chase account to my Schwab account or something like that, that would be a transaction, and it would be it would fulfill what this gentleman's talking about. They have what they call the Family Consumption Allowance. I'm reading this directly from the bill here that is going to be voted upon in Congress. Quote, each qualified family shall be eligible to receive a sales tax rebate each month. The sales tax rebate shall be in an amount equal to the product of the rate of tax imposed by Section 101. So let's say it's 20 percent and the monthly poverty level. Now, what is the monthly poverty level? You can go down in the bill and it will describe for you. What the monthly poverty level is, it is essentially one-twelfth of what the Department of Health and Human Services defines as the annual poverty level. So there's a certain amount every year, and it's adjusted every year, but there's a certain amount that each person or family of four or family of two or whatever can uh, can earn below that, and they will be considered to be, quote-unquote, under the poverty level. So they're going to take that amount. They're going to divide it by 12, and right now the amount for individuals is $13,590. Uh, the amount for a family of four is 27750 So let's just take that number here, divide that by 12. That's $2,312 a month. But remember, we have to multiply that times, let's call it 23%, which might be the tax. A family of four would get a check for about $531 every month from the federal government under this program. And so Every have- family of four? Well, any family of four that has registered themselves with the Department of Revenue, whatever the department is that would be handling uh, the issuance of these checks. So the government – see, I, I knew there would be some, some sort of stupid – yeah, some sort of stupid catch that took a, a really simple, not awful idea and turned it into this cluster F of madness. To be fair – you do not have to register, so it is not mandatory. Because obviously, if they if you don't yeah, want but to you're get getting five hundred dollars a month to register. People are going to register. Yeah, exactly. So they'll have to fill out some sort of form in order to register their family. Everybody has to have a social security number, that kind of thing. In theory, the form should be relatively straightforward. It won't be complicated like the IRS, at least not initially. And so that would be the uh, the requirement here. And and I think the real problem, of course, is now you've basically created a UBI. Yeah. Right. Uh, UBI being. Uh, Which they've been wanting to do for a few years now. They've yeah, been very open about it. Right. Universal basic income, quote unquote. Now, of course, this isn't called income from a legal standpoint. It's called a rebate. And the idea of it, and, you know, you can't fault them for the idea, at least, I don't think, on its face. The idea is that, hey, if you're a poor person, you get some money back, basically. If you are. Now, of course, they don't require. Well, there's no way for you to go. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought I heard Mark trying to jump in there. Sorry. Well, uh, there's no way for no. you to go to a store and be like, look, I only make what, whatever number you said, $13,000 a year. So I can't afford these taxes. And the the cashier at Walmart go, oh, okay, well, you're exempt from taxes then. No, no, no. It wouldn't so work the, that I know way, the right? only yeah. way they could achieve it would be to with a, a rebate. Yeah. And so the check would go to everyone who has a family that would apply for this. I, maybe in theory it would go to an individual as well. I'm not sure about that. Uh, but anybody who applies for this rebate would receive 
uh, the rebate on a monthly basis. Now, they're talking about checks in this particular bill, but eventually that would likely be updated to include the CBDC, the Central Bank Digital Currency. That's exactly what I was about saying. If you yeah. want that rebate, you got to install this app, mm-hmm. yeah, that's and where they'll this, send it directly to you there. That's where this could go. And that's how the, one of the ways they're going to incentivize paying with the CBDC, too, is they're going to say, hey, look, we can't com- collect our tax unless you use our currency. So um, all those cryptocurrencies, they're a problem. The Republicans like to incentivize people to have children, um, you know, inside of wedlock and things like that. And that's their whole right. whole plan here. According to the numbers that I was telling you earlier with the family of four, they would get like 500 something. So it totals out to about 6300 or $6,400 in a year is what they would get for these rebates, so-called, during uh, the fair tax if they presumably register with the government. That's not awful, man. And look, I got to tell you, if you told me that all I had to do was fill out some paperwork with the government and I'd get $6,000 every year, I would be inclined to fill out some paperwork. Right. Well, because move to Alaska, you get another two grand. Well, because otherwise you're going to be paying that money when you go shopping. And the, the mm, intention behind the rebate true. is to lessen the burden of the 23% on the poorest of the poor. So, you you know, like I said, you can't fault them for the idea. They're trying to help poorer people in that particular case. But the negative side is you are getting everyone on a check, a monthly check from the federal government. And that is essentially it's welfare. Well, you know, yeah. whether you don't want to call it that. They don't want to call it that. But that's what it is. Well, it's welfare for every person in the United States who signs up for it. You mentioned that it's welfare, and I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. As you said, it's also a rebate. This is money that you're paying in. Well, that's just a political word for it. Is it welfare to receive it back, though? It may not be money you're paying in. I mean, if you could keep your... Uh, that's your what spending. I would do, certainly. I, yeah. I'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to spend less money, right. and then I just get free money, right? That sure. would be welfare. Or they'll go and get uh, food from the food bank or you know, try to get it wherever they can. I'm not that cheap. For it. I know, but some people are. Sure. Yeah. And uh, it's it, not welfare, Aria, uh, but it is it does have all the functions, all the negative externalities that welfare has. It creates dependence so, on the state. Right. And I it mean, certainly where's does. Where's my check? Right? And it gets us closer to that UBI turning mm-hmm. point. Which once right. we and one of one of the things that made America great was this independent spirit, this ability to function on our own without assistance. We're essentially wild animals compared to domestic ones. And the domesticated ones, they've got all kinds of uh, you know issues. They need master, otherwise they'll starve to death. I mean, look at that pet that's sitting next to you right now. Could it make it on its own? But there's wild yeah. dogs and wild cats Coconut that do would be fine. fine. I don't think he will. He's got a little jacket just to go out and go poop. Come on. My cats wouldn't be fine either. I mean, dinner maybe, but Rainbow, she's done. She's toast. I've spent the the last 24 hours here. It's, uh, you know, it's great. I got to hear the birds wake me up this morning. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've noticed how many trees there are around and that kind of thing. But mostly it's just a little housing development nothing super duper special and it's got about 64 units and honestly i think this is if if you want to live in the freest place in the world um you know this is it and rent is very very reasonable you can live here for less than 500 dollars a month with all utilities included and it's uh yeah 
So it's you used to say that Saipan was the freest place in the world. This uh, Nope, I did not. I no. never said that. And that's one of the problems with radio is, is that things aren't written down. They're recorded, but not written down. Hmm. What I said was Saipan is the freest place in America. Oh, in America. Okay. So why uh, is yeah. Morrison the freest place in the world? Well, let me know when New Hampshire gets its no, own no, no, set no, no, of... No, 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 no. This has nothing to do with New Hampshire. What makes Morazon free? Because you're basically um, saying, you know, to give you a, a different question, that it's like saying Donald Trump is a good president. When someone says, how can you say he's a good president? You don't immediately say, well, Barack Obama was worse. No, I just want to know what makes Morazon the freest place on earth. Right. So I will be happy to answer that question. The answer is, is that they have their own civil law. They like. Uh, Zede in Honduras is able to set up its own civil law. It has its own police force. And um, the only way that the Honduran police force, who have never entered Morazan, could enter is as if there's some criminal uh, criminal complaint or something like that. And it would have to be pretty major. So Morazan to... is a Zede in the Honduras? Right. So okay. the Zede law has been repealed, but... The ZAs that are in existence have have a fifty year window. Hmm. Are they fighting? And, by the way, I know that uh, there's lawyers involved with the one on Roatan, which is an island off of Honduras, where there's another ZA. Is it just the two of them, or are there more than two ZAs in Honduras that you're aware of? There are three ZAs, uh-huh. but the third one is just uh, you know just a I, I think it's a agricultural thing that wasn't included. Mm-hmm. Um, in previous laws, so they just want to take advantage of it. They don't have the philosophical bend that um, Morazan or Prospera would have. So, uh, so do you know if the, um, those also, two are teaming up to to fight the attack on the Zede? Well, they are individually fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prospera is certainly waging quite a resistance. Um, Morazan attempted to work with the Honduran government, and things were going forward with that but then the honduran government reverted to uh you know the current commies that are running it reverted mm-hmm. to the kind of rhetoric that commies have you know the uh, you know the, the sovereignty of the honduran people which of course they mean mm-hmm. the sovereignty of we who are in charge because they don't care mm-hmm. anything about the honduran people you know they'll right. be gone in three years with their pockets full stuffed full of the taxpayers loot and they will go off to live in venezuela or wherever now, do you have to – you're in this walled city, right? They've got men with shotguns guarding the place, that kind of thing. Do you have to – Is that true, Mark? Yes, there are men with shotguns guarding the place. It's outside of a city called – I'm pulling this from the uh, Morazan.city website – Choloma in Honduras, a fairly large city, I presume. Are you – do you have to leave the, the walled garden to go shopping? Uh, we send people out. I mean, labor is very – inexpensive oh, you, it in sounds very free mark you're, you're living in a prison let's go to a uh, bad slave on the line in new hampshire bad slave you're on free talk live i you know you've been talking about taxation and 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 the, i think the mistake that a lot of liberty people make is that that they think that there is any reason uh in the present system for at least the federal level of taxation, any reason at all. They, you know, the the amount of money that that should be 
you know, accumulated through extortion as it is, is uh, supposed to be, you know, some minuscule amount that, uh, you know, does the basic 17 functions of the central government. And, and, and we've got to stop looking at these hordes of, of pirates that, that, that are part of the, the swamp or whatever you want to call it, part of the central government, that, 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 you know, that somehow they deserve you know, retirement for doing things that basically kill people and rob people and lie to people. And <laughs> you know what I mean? No, they this definitely is, don't deserve that. I mean, it would be wonderful if we can get rid of government pensions and get rid of taxes entirely. And, you know, maybe we have a chance to do things like that here in New Hampshire, but we're going to have to have thousands more like-minded, liberty-oriented people migrating here to try to... uh to change the system and it's not an easy task that's right and that's and that's really i think the only way forward to a a, a realistic you know sorry mark i you know i i can't buy your your tin pot you know sometimes communist sometimes maybe not so communist governments and uh because they don't have any honesty or or uh honor to uh to this is why i call the free state project the most patriotic organization i know because they really believe america is the best place in the world no i don't know if that's true i I, you know i their actions belie it what's that bad slave you average yeah listen you average it out for um uh you know the the past whatever years, uh, and, you know, we have, uh, we have inched forward in some freedom areas, and we've fell back in, in a lot of other hidden areas. We got uh, Joe on the line in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Joe. Okay. I'd like to talk about free uh, fighters for justice on the level of the Lone Ranger. First of all, let's talk about Robert Cesaro, who is facing 20 years, FBI agent, for destroying evidence in the case of State Senator John Woods of Arkansas. Now, Mr. Cesaro, in his fight for justice, claimed he uh, erased the evidence by accident. But it was later found out that he hired a computer expert to erase the evidence. So he was facing 20 years. Now, Mr. Cesaro's lawyer said, well, I would have cited cases of two other fine agents that work for the FBI, such as FBI lawyer Kevin Kleinsmith, who got one year probation for altering evidence in Russiagate. Cesaro also cited another fine agent, uh, William Tisabee, who got a suspended one-year sentence for probation when he came in the case against uh, Missouri Governor 
Eric Gretchens, and he was found totally innocent. But he also faced, uh, he also got a year's uh, probation. I'm not sure what are you, then, what are you getting at here, Joe? Are you saying that these FBI agents are getting light sentences compared to what any of the rest of us would get? Uh, what I'm getting at is uh, the FBI agents are uh, corrupt and they manipulate evidence. Sure, okay. And, and then they get a, a slap on the hand? Right. Okay, uh, and gotcha. here's some proof. I got some proof here. Uh, former FBI crime uh, lab scientist Fred Whitehurst, now he became a whistleblower and he told uh, John Kelly and Philip Warner uh, he gave evidence, or not evidence, but testimony in their book, uh, Tainted Evidence Behind the Evidence at the FBI Crime Labs, that they had uh, ordered evidence in so many cases, and some of the big cases that they, the FBI ordered the evidence in was uh, the Unabomber, O.J. Simpson, and the Oklahoma bombing cases. So you're saying they and had a the, guy that worked at the crime lab Sp- right, um, right. in this book lab. all about like he's he's telling all essentially saying that the fbi has been uh manipulating evidence and this is not uncommon right Arya, you've got a story about the m&ms who knew that there were male and female m&ms apparently and that's causing some controversy I knew there were male and female m&ms because i remember when they introduced the green m&m mm-hmm. she was she was very obviously female, right? <laughs> it's a key, mean, it's a piece of candy that has like what eyelashes and a female voice. Yeah, they did it's something an anthropomorphized piece of candy, right? Which is it says a lot about human beings that we can actually just give it some arbitrary characteristics. Like I think eyelashes. That's literally it, right? I and, saw the picture, and maybe she wore high heels or something. But oh, okay. <laughs> Was yeah, it? it was the the eyes had sort of eye shadow on them and were squinty as opposed to the big round male eyes of the yellow M M&M M and the red M M&M. M. Wasn't she like sexualized at the beginning, or, or wasn't there something like that going on? There was, there was some, some con- there was a, some previous controversy before this one of some kind of campaign to quote unquote keep the green M M&M and M sexy. Yeah, I thought so, <laughs> and then like. Look, if Whatever you're looking at this round piece of candy with bizarre legs and arms and the word sexy, sexy comes, comes to, to mind, mind yeah, I, yeah. I'm concerned about you for many reasons. <laughs> and you know, that, that I'm still concerned about these people, even in this new controversy. Uh, they're not saying the agreement of is sexy now. We're moving on from that. But yeah, this is different. It's no less concerning that... And, I got to admit, this is this is one of these divisive pieces where Fox News is like, we're outraged and we're led to believe that this is widespread. That mm-hmm. conservatives throughout the United States, they're, they're outraged. And look at them. They're so silly being upset over these M&Ms. The reality is only Fox News cares about this. I, I, I sincerely mm-hmm. doubt yeah. anyone out there is like, how dare they do this to my M&Ms? I really felt like I missed out. You know, like I didn't see any Starbucks uh, coffee cup uh, stories this year. I I didn't go looking either. I'm sure that somebody wrote one. But, uh, you know, how the Starbucks is out to destroy Christmas and all that sort of thing. This is bread and butter for Fox and this and the and this kind of uh, media ilk. And I I feel like this is this is my this is what I get. This is what I get for waiting is I get this Eminem story instead. 
Sure. Well, so well, what it is, is the co- it is getting coverage outside of Fox for yeah, whether it's but, got the same sort of breathless oh my god kind of coverage. I don't know. I'm sure it's getting coverage outside. I mean, we're covering it, and we're not Fox News, right? However, I don't think the the average person out there on Facebook or Twitter is actually upset about this. I, I suspect that us talking about these the reaction to it is probably the only actual i don't know how to explain that anyway so m&m's is making a statement with its latest candy pack which features an all-female set of characters including purple its newest edition i i can understand before you go on with the story here we're gonna get into what this statement is but i can understand the position that this is just candy, okay? Yeah. Do you need to be making a damn political statement with your new bags of candy that are coming out? Can we just ke- keep the candy separate from the politics? Like, I can totally understand that particular uh, perspective here. It's divisive. It's unnecessarily divisive to go, essentially go woke, which is, I think, what they're they're trying to say here. I don't know if it's... Well, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I, I, my, I, it's not the candy... It's the anthropomorphization. So um, if M&M's decides to make a bunch of candies and anthropomorphize them and they're all male, then that says something about our society, about uh, the M&M Mars company. It says something about a lot of things. Now, I don't know what it says, and you it's up for interpretation. Maybe what you're saying is, is that violence i.e. eating candy, is acceptable against males, and it's not acceptable against females. Candy maker Mars announced that the limited edition all-female pack... Limited edition. Collect them all. It's not an (laughs) all-female pack because there aren't genders. M&Ms don't have genders. They're female if they say they are. But they're they're candy. They don't have genders. (laughs) That's the point, right? What if, what so if they made them candy genitals and then oh then they would certainly have genders, right? Yeah. They didn't do that. They haven't I, gone that far I would yet. say no, but that's irrelevant. It, it will include only purple, brown, and green. The candy's trio of female characters who are upside down on the package to, quote, celebrate women everywhere who are flipping the status quo. The packs what does are, that even mean? I have no idea, man. They're change. They're they're flipping the table upside down. I guess it's empowering things. dialogue. It's empowering dialogue to make them look uh, edgy. I guess purple, the spokes candy announced last year. What? And the first <laughs> new M and M's character in a decade is a purple peanut M and M, which is the worst of the M and M's. The peanut butter one's not so bad, mm-hmm. but the peanut M and M's. Who wants? What's nuts in their candy? That's I don't a, know. Some people do. Some people really love chocolate with nuts in it. I guess, man. And some, okay. According to the brand, she is a singer who foregoes high heels for lace-up boots and has a quirky, confident personality. This is a piece of candy. Mm. And CNN put an advertisement right literally on top of the article. So I have to finish in the middle of a sentence because they covered it up with an ad. Power of fun to create purposeful connections as we work to create a world where everyone feels they belong, said Gabrielle Wesley, chief marketing officer. I presume this is why they did it. The first half of the sentence is lost to this advertisement, but it's to create purposeful connections as we work to create a world where everyone feels they belong, whatever that means. And again, we're talking about M&Ms here. We're talking about candy. I mean, that sounds really nice. 
Uh, well, just it, it sounds really nice, but it's obviously obviously bloviating nonsense. I mean, if sure. I don't feel like I belong, and maybe I don't, maybe right now at this moment I don't feel like I belong. What is Eminem's the company going to do about that? Like nothing. Make me feel like I belong, (laughs) candy company. (laughs) They're going to change their packaging, and that's it. (laughs) In and of itself, nothing, Mark. But you know, it's it's different for you, and and I hate saying this, but it's different from you being a a straight cis white dude because you're represented everywhere. But it would mean something to me on some level, not to see a trans Eminem, but to see some sort of trans representation in media. And I don't well, know what it would mean. It wouldn't be life changing. Don't you just want female representation? I mean, isn't your goal not to be trans, but your your goal is in fact to be a woman? My goal is irrelevant. I am in fact trans. Okay. So so there's no goal or objective or target here. That's I would just uh, this... push back against the notion that somehow you're special because of trans, or more special because of trans. I never used the word trans. special. Okay. Well, what I'm saying is, is that you're you're feeling some kind of, um, you know, uh, bolstering of your personality if there's a trans uh, person represented. I'm just saying, where are the ex-convict M&Ms? I mean, here I yeah. am for the last 25 years. I've been an ex-convict, and by the way, I'm discriminated <laughs> against legally. You know, mm-hmm. pretty much every other group has, uh, you know, no discrimination right. is allowed. I'd, um, on the other hand, it's just fine. And they don't have ex-convict m and That's a great point. They don't care about you. You're not going to get don't. your own packaging. I don't feel like I belong. Yeah, and I'm not going to get into the victim Olympics with you, Mark. <laughs> but the packs come <laughs> Thank in. Thank God, because you can't win this one. No, he makes a good point. <laughs> they, they clearly are never going to make everybody feel good with their product, right? Like, this no, is and tr- I'm not trying to suggest they pandering. would. I, all I wanted to do was make the point that it would mean something on some level. It means something to that little black girl when she sees a black mermaid on Disney. David is in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, David. How are you um, doing today, David? Oh, I'm doing <laughs> bitching, just bitching. And I'm calling and I'm bitching, just bitching. And then later I'm going to go out bitching. Speaking of that, I support women, too. Stand behind them, give them a big hug from behind, you know, kind of little cup there on each side. That helps, man. Supports them really good. And uh, I wanted Spoken to ask Mark Spoken like about a single dude. <laughs> like a single dude that's just out there bitching, just wrapping it, racking them up. Oh, racking a wrong word, David. He's David, what is, what, is, what is with you and the word bitching? Well, that comes from Aria. Aria, because I call it a bitch, remember? So I'm bitching. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So what are you calling about tonight? Actually, you know, bitching, you, you, go, you go fishing and you go bitching. But bitching's got like three different meanings. You know, I'm, I'm doing bitching like Cheech and Chong, and, and then I'm calling on the show and I'm bitching. And, and then later I'm going to go out bitching like you go out fishing. You know that? So, How about that? I learned yeah. something tonight, David. Yeah. And so I wanted to ask Mark about Honduras, but, but there's too many other things. You know, like the reason that lesbians want Subarus is because they got room for their dogs back there, you know, their own and their girlfriend's dogs. That's why you got to have a Subaru. That's um, the first time I've heard that and, one. And the value-added tax is probably not the, raw, the right phrase for what your, your purpose. What you're looking for, like New Mexico, does not have a sales tax. New Mexico has a gross receipts tax, which is similar to a value-added tax in some ways, but it's not a value-added tax. Hmm. Uh, it's a gross receipts tax, and that's the word that you're looking for. 
And that's the word that you're, or the phrase that your caller was, to which was referring, not a value-added tax uh, earlier in the program. Did you read the story that says that um, almost all the dark chocolate out there, and all milk chocolate has dark chocolate in it, that's how it got to be milk chocolate, um, has heavy metals? It's worth it. (laughs) (laughs) What are the heavy metals supposed to do, Mark? What's like the the bad part about that? Well, um, all I can tell you is is there's no safe amount of lead. Mm -hmm. And um, lead's not uncommon in many of the sort of countries where uh, they Mm -hmm. grow cacao. And that's what, of course, the ingredient is to chocolate. So... It can, you know, it's combusted in the, uh, the lead gasoline is combusted in the car and it goes up in the atmosphere, falls down onto the ground and then is drawn up into the, these, uh, plants. Hmm. Now, yeah, I, I mean, this sounds horrible, but it's, it's not chocolate. good. I mean, but so these are like, do you want micro, me to give up chocolate? We're talking about like micro amounts of metals, right? Well, there's no safe amount of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you want people to give up chocolate? I mean, it's probably not just in the cacao either. It's probably in bananas and all, I, and oranges. I, you can't give up everything, that's for sure. And I don't know the specifics, but I do know there was a story that was out very recently that said that essentially every dark chocolate tested had heavy metals of some sort. And it was different metals for different types of chocolate and the different things, you know. Just It was an interesting news story. Well, I mean, it sounds and horrifying, but... I stopped eating the daily amount of dark chocolate that I was eating is mm. sort of a, you know, half treat, half medicinal thing going on. Uh, just decided, nope, I'm going to give that up. Yeah, I should definitely just take some instead. some SSRIs, right? Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, I think. Antidepressants, a- meds that turn people yeah. into mass shooters and things like that. Instead of just eating some chocolate. So wait, chocolate is uh, known for helping with depression? Is that a thing? I believe so. It helps I, I, with hers. I don't know if it's anecdotal or not, but I mean, it causes dopamine to be released in the brain, and that's... Mark, you said you were taking it for medicinal reasons, and now you're not. What was your medicinal reason for taking it? Oh, they were just saying that chocolate was good for you. I mean, you know, I take all kinds of things that uh, you know sound like they're good for you. So they um, said it was good for you. Now they are saying it has heavy metal in it. So Yep, that like, sounds right. What's the truth about this stuff? Well, there's always these sorts of things, but mm-hmm. um, did I really need two or three pieces of dark chocolate every day? Nah, probably not. Yeah. Was that it hurting was you? Thought. Was it making you happy? Was it adding value to your life? It wasn't really doing that. I was, I, I mean, it literally was um, a sort of half treat, half medicinal, and I can get the treat in any way I want. You know, I can have a nectarine, mm-hmm. I can have a banana, and I'd be just as happy. Okay. So is Eminem actually trying to kill women by putting out this new uh, promo that says that they support women by flipping the status quo? You should buy their Eminem chocolate candies, which supposedly are now loaded up with heavy metals. If this uh, claim is to be believed, I don't. I, I wish we had the X Files music to just like play <laughs> as you said that, right? Well. I, I would like to point out this is on consumerreports.org. Okay. They're fairly yeah, I mean, reputable. I mean, I yeah. don't doubt that there's heavy metals in the in the chocolate or whatever. But I mean, as you mentioned, you can't get rid of all of it. I'm going to die of something at some point. To me, it's just, uh, okay. Let's so go. I'm getting poisoned. I don't, I don't really care. Last minute caller. I think this is Bonnie. Go ahead, Bonnie. I was just going to say, isn't it funny how Ian talks about things that 
he knows nothing about right after making fun of Sarah for talking about things. He knows nothing about like, <laughs> having metal talks. Well, yeah, I, I certainly don't claim to know anything about heavy metals and or what they can do. And by the way, she hung up. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.